Amen, 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 amen. God is good. Come on again. Let's just give it up for Vinny and offering his services for the youth team. And Des, thank you guys so much. You know, we want to appreciate people. Isn't it good to be appreciated? You know what I mean? Like when you walk in the house, you'll be like, man, son, I haven't seen you. I love you. Oh, thanks, Dad. You know what? You don't want to be somewhere where you're not appreciated, right? Right? Hello. So we just appreciate our leaders. As a matter of fact, if you're a 201 leader in this place, can you do me the favor and stand up for me, please? We just want to honor you guys. All my 201 leaders, would you stand up for me? Come on, they're standing all around. Let's just give them a hand clap. Come on. They do so much for us. And um, this entire month, they've just been serving us relentlessly. And, and we appreciate it so much. Um, I want to talk to you guys. We're closing out this month, and it's our back-to-school month. And I started off this month saying, man, you know what? We're getting back to school, and school presents new temptations, new things that are happening, even though we've been to school. And, and it's just a different animal, if you will. I know what it's like. I went to Lane Tech, and Lane Tech, you got to meet someone new every single day. And that's what I was from freshman year to senior year. And I tell you what. I grew up in the church. I grew up with Christian parents. But when I got to high school, man, was I challenged. I tell you what, I have been, I had never been challenged as much growing up until I hit high school. I graduated with a class of 14 people, seven guys and seven girls, to graduating with a class of 101,000. Hello, somebody. Hey, and I tell you what, when I was there, God did a whole bunch of things in my life. And I know I did a whole bunch of things without God's permission. And so I wanted to set out with this entire month saying, man, if we're going back to school, let's get ready. Yeah, let's get ready back to school. You know how like, you know, Walgreens, Walmart, they have all their little sales to try to get you back in. And you do all that shopping like July, August, and all the sales are up back to school. So we're coming to church. And man, we're getting ready for this school year because this time around, I ain't going to give in to the enemy's temptations. You hear me? I ain't going to fall into the same things that got me down last year. I'm going to live for Christ from September all the way till I graduate or till I finish my sophomore, freshman, junior year. We're going to dedicate this year to God. And I believe that as we get into the word of God, God will give us power. It's not just words. You got to hear me out tonight. It's not just words. If you hear the word of God tonight being preached and you say, man, that's good. And you act on faith in God's word. God moves in power in your life. It doesn't just happen by you coming here on a Friday night, sitting on a seat. I tell you what, God is so real and he wants you to know him, but you have a responsibility and a part to play in it too. You guys got to respond and take him by faith. Amen. So we're going to start. Um, actually, this t today I wanted to talk about not failing, not faltering, not giving up, persevering. Okay. And I want to start off with an example that we're all familiar with. If you're not familiar with it, You've been spared. But if you are familiar with it, I don't want to make it light, but Miley Cyrus. Hello. That's all I have to say. Some of you are like, Miley Cyrus, yeah. That new song, I listened to it. I got a whole album. Yeah, yeah, I even know who you are. Anyways, listen, Miley Cyrus, you got to know something about Miley Cyrus. Y'all know she didn't come up and she didn't start singing all those songs, Wrecking Ball, all that stuff. She wasn't just dressing news, swinging on a wrecking ball. She didn't start off like that. She didn't just pop out of the womb and just, I came in like a wreck. No, it's not like that. It did not happen like that. I'll tell you what, Miley Cyrus grew up in a home. Anybody grow up in a home? Anybody from outer space? Hello. <laughs> I didn't grow up in a home. I grew up in a, I don't know. But here's the thing, Miley Cyrus grew up in a home, and check this out. 
She started off very innocent. How many of y'all know this show? How many of y'all watch the show? How many of y'all DVR the show? Hannah Montana. Some Hannah Montana fans. Okay, okay. We ain't judging y'all, but here's the thing. She started off innocent. It started off all good. And I mean, the worst that got was like she um, got into trouble on the show. But now that, you know, uh, the punk rock, she's gotten into the age and she's gone off into different things. She, she's no longer Hannah Montana, the cute little innocent girl. She's now Miley Cyrus, the girl that's now posing half naked on, actually naked on, on, t on our TVs, on our computers, on a wrecking ball. And it's just like, hey, that's normal. She didn't start off like that. As a matter of fact, some of you guys may not know this. When she was in Hannah Montana, she actually was very bold about her Christian beliefs. Miley Cyrus was a Christian, y'all. She started off loving God. She, would, she, would, she was bold at a young age. Man, I love God. I live for God. And now today, she is a girl, half naked, on a wrecking ball. And the entire world is loving it, and everybody's giving her all the attention, all the popularity. And I kind of look at her situation, and man, that's sad. But, you know, I kind of look at her situation. Man, it, God rocked me with this. You know, as a youth pastor, when, and when you kind of hear about that kind of thing, and Miley Cyrus being the example for teenagers, be like, oh, that's normal. You know what I mean? And not even thinking like, well, I'm going to swing on a wrecking ball half naked. No one's going to do that. Okay, if you ever thought about that, let me shut you down now. Don't do it, okay? That's just weird. But... I mean, we listen to her music. We look at her. Oh, it's almost a role model, man, and her sexuality. She's proud. I mean, she's twerking. I mean, I mean, think about it, like twerking. I ain't going to say it, twerking, twerking. I mean, all that nonsense. Just like, what in the world? It's, it's just crazy. I, I'm a, I work at a school, and now I see people walking, and they're twerking. I'm like, what are you? Detention. Stop, stop doing that, like for real. And, and here's what I'm trying to get at. Molly Sardis started off a Christian, and now she's the twerking Swinging on a wrecking ball, half naked, girl, and everybody's looking to her example. And I started thinking to myself, like, man, shame on her. <laughs> shame on her dad, shame on her family, shame on her. She used to love God, but she ain't loving God no more. And God rocked me with this. You know, as I was praying, I was thinking about, man, I'm going to say that example because I'm about to shame her. Like, don't be like Miley Cyrus. And God says, man, I love Miley Cyrus. And I'm like, Devil, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. What? The guy, you don't. He's like, no, I, I died for her too. What do you mean, God? Like, you mean like she's all messed up in the choices that she's made and you still love her? Like right now, God, when you think about the church and a Christian and you pair up to Miley Cyrus, you're thinking like, uh-uh, that ain't happening. And it's like, no, but I love her. I died for her. I'm like, man, God, what do you, I mean, you don't hate her just a little bit? I, I died for her. I love her. I'm like, oh, man. And it kind of got me thinking. I'm like, man, you know what, God, like, you just love everybody. Like, why can't you be mad for a little bit? Just like, oh, take that, Miley Cyrus. And it's like, no, I, I love her, and, and I want you to talk about me. And when you talk about me, I want to let, let everybody else know out there that I love them too. And so I want to talk to you today about God's love to you. And how that's going to affect you, how that's going to cause you not to give up, okay? If you guys can do me the favor, open up your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 42. Um, if y'all don't have Bibles, um, no worries. We sell Bibles here at the church, uh, $5 in the back. 
Don't bust out your money right now, but if you guys don't have it, you guys can always get one, okay? Um, but if you don't have your Bibles, we have an internet online Bible that we have, and you guys can follow along with us. Isaiah 42, and we're going to read verses 24 through 25, and then we're going to jump over to Isaiah 43, 1. And I want to paint this picture in your mind, and, and this is the Old Testament, y'all, and and I want to explain the Old Testament because in the Old Testament, there's a lot of good stuff. Like some of y'all pick up the Bible and y'all read like names like who's Isaiah, who's Psalms, who's Ezekielo. You don't know what you're reading. And, and so I kind of want to explain the Bible because when we know who this God is. Hello. When you know who he is, you can serve him better. Hello. And so. Let's read in Isaiah 42, verses 24 through 25, and then we're going to jump over to Isaiah 43, 1. It says it like this, verse 24, Who gave up Jacob to the looter and Israel to the plunderers? Was it not the Lord against whom we have sinned and whose ways they would not walk and whose law they would not obey? Verse 25, So he poured out on him the heat of his anger and the might of battle. It set him on... It set him on fire all around, but he did not understand. It burned him up, but he did not take it to heart. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob. That's verse 43, verse 1 from verse 43. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Someone say redeemed. I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, and you are mine. Some of you guys have no idea what's going on, so I'm going to give you an explanation of exactly what we just read. Okay? The person who's writing this is inspired by God. Okay? God is not writing this, but God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, came to a man, write this down. I'm telling you to write this. And so this man was a prophet. And a prophet is someone who would come to the people of God, who would have a special relationship with God, who would hear God's voice and then be the mouthpiece for God. That's what a prophet is. And this man right here, Isaiah, his job was to listen to God, okay, to listen to God and then tell the people exactly what God is saying. And when we get to Isaiah 42, verses 24 and 25, if matter of fact, if you read all of 42, it's not a good word that the, the prophet Isaiah is telling the people. As a matter of fact, he's telling them, hey. You messed up royally, like really bad, like it's over for you. As a matter of fact, you messed up so bad and you didn't get that God was punishing you, that man, it's even getting worse for you. You just don't get it. God is the one who orchestrated all these things because you messed up and you're turning your back on him and he's giving you over to it. Just think about it. In your life, anybody ever made a bad choice in your life? Some bad mistakes. Some of y'all woke up and put that outfit on, and y'all went to school and be like, man, I made a bad mistake. Everybody's making fun of me. But so we all made bad mistakes in life, and when some of them not as serious as others, and some of them uh, have deeper consequences. You know what I mean? Deeper consequences for what we've done. And uh, I tell you what, like God, man, sometimes he lets us get in those situations, and he doesn't stop us because he gives you choices. Amen. He gives you a choice, and tonight you have a choice, and it meant so many things. We, we're, we're drawn towards these things because they're the desires of our heart. Let me ask you a question here tonight. What are you living for? Genuine question. What are you living for? Are you living for a nice job, a fancy house with a nice car, 
what are you what are you living for to get a girlfriend i mean what are you living for in this world right now right now what are you living for what are the desires of your heart you know if we would somehow plug you into a system where we can read the thoughts of your mind and as you guys were thinking about that as i said what are the desires of your heart what are you living for and if we can put it on the screen would some of y'all be embarrassed for some of the things that may pop up what are you living for today some of the things that we choose and and, and we choose them and they're not of god lead us into a place where like man i don't want to be here pain hurt brokenhearted, in sin. These are all things that when we choose everything and anything but God, we, we are led into, but got some good news for you today. Isaiah 43, verse 1. Let's go ahead and read it. It says this, But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are Mine. Somebody say mine. God is making promises to us that no matter how far you've gotten off track, no matter how great the sin is in your life, Christ is right here to redeem you. He's right here to bring you back. He's knocking on the doors of your heart and he's saying, hey, if you just let me in, I can make all things right. Verse 42, it was nothing but bad news. But then we get to 43. God says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. God is making a promise to you. Anybody ever had a promise made to them and the promise not be kept? Hello? Anybody promise you things like, man, I'm going to do this for you and then not go through? I did. As a matter of fact, when I was younger, my father, um, he bought BB guns. Y'all know what it is. And, and so these BB guns, I mean, we lived in Humboldt Park over on Armitage in California. And we lived in an apartment. And uh, it was a little more ghetto, if you will. And so there were, we had some uh, uh, neighborhood pets um, that would come downstairs and, and leave poop on the floor. Y'all know what I mean? Rats, right? If you live in the hood and it's bad, I mean, they're neighborhood pets. That's like my dog. You know, they're as big as a dog sometimes. And, and I remember one time, like, my mom runs inside the house. She, she threw away the garbage. Looked, search and we're like, what's up? There's a rat. And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. It's just right. You got scared. It's this big. And my mom was like, literally, it's that big. It looks like a cat. And we're like, we got to see this. So my dad, he has a BB gun. Right? And so my brother and I, I was seven at the time. My brother was nine. We're just following dad because he pulls out a gun. This thing almost looks like a gun. And so anything that looks like a gun, any little kid gets excited. Like, woo! So we follow dad outside. And we're like, oh, he's like, kids, you know, stay back. And it was in the garbage can, and we heard it moving. The garbage can was shaking. I'm like, okay. So my dad lifts up the, the thing, and sure enough, the two beady eyes and this huge rat. Fat. I mean, it was just fat. It was about that big, but fat. And so my dad was like, whoa. He closes it down, and he's like, all right, boys. You got to stay back. And we're like, we want to see, we want to see. He's like, it's going to jump and get you. And we're like, oh. So we, we looked over, and we're like, oh, my gosh. I mean, the thing was huge. And so my dad goes, and he takes his BB gun, it was one of the gas ones, and so he's just, <laughs> you hear it like squealing, and my dad's <laughs> shooting it, and I just watched my dad, the way he had that thing, I'm like, one day I'll have one, and so we killed the rat, the long story short, we're like, dad, can we do this all the time, and my dad was like, 
All right, so we went downstairs, and we, you know, we were always finding rats because I think the rats got smart. But we started having, like, you know, a target practice. And I remember I had mine. He put a scope on mine. I mean, he souped these things up. I'm talking about he spent money. We all had, like, our own, but they were his. So anyways, we, okay, okay, guys, just one at a time. And, and so we, we remember, like, Dad, he's putting us to bed one time. He's like, Dad, could you get us a BB gun? What happens if we're really good? You know that one? What happens if we're really good? Can you get us one? He's just like, all right but you can't get one now, you're too young. I said, all right, when can we get one? He's like, all right, Adam, when you're 16 and when your brother's 18, you guys can have that be begun. I'll give you this one, I'll give you this one. Deal. And so we never talked about it, but we always, you know, shot the BB gun. So anyways, I remember, like I forgot about the whole BB gun thing. It was out of my mind. And then one day I was going through some stuff and I saw my dad's old BB gun bag and I'm like, Oh, I got one. I'm just 16 years old. I'm like, woo. So I, I quickly run up to my dad. He was doing something. My like, dad, he's like, what's up? How old am I? You set him up. Like, how old am I? What do you mean, how old are you? But you don't know? I'm like, no, no, no. How old am I? I want you to tell me. He's like, what? Your brother's 18. You, what, you're 16? I'm like, am I 16? Of course I'm 16. You know what that means? He's just like, what, is that? what does that mean? Like, what, what's going on? Like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, Dad, remember when you told me when I turned 16 years old, you know what you're going to do? And he's like, no, what I tell you? I'm like, you don't remember? He's like, no. He's like, you can give me a BB gun. And he just looks at me and smiles. You can get a job and get yourself a BB gun. And I'm just like, all right. And the whole entire time, I kept on bothering because it bothered me because like, no, you told me. I remember I was going to sleep seven years old. You tell a seven-year-old, like, man, I'm going to get you one when you're 16. You wait. Eight long years. No, how long is that? Seven? Nine long years. Praise the Lord for math. Nine long years to get to 16 years old. And he'd be like, get a job and get one. I'm just like, dang. I don't want your BB gun. And, and I remember my dad, of all people, as something as small as a BB gun. I mean, he didn't keep his promise. It's still at the house, and it's still his. I'm 24 years old. I still got to get my own one. Anyways, pray for me, y'all. But I just remember something as small and simple as that. Does anybody ever keep their promises today? Think about it. Like in families with marriages imploding and children left parentless. Does anybody ever stand by their word for the long haul? God does. You know, God does. We can have faith in God because God is watching. I love that if you're ever at a point in life where you're saying, man, I don't know what's going on in my life right now. What's going on? What's going on? Like, take a breath and understand and know that God is watching. You know, I wrote this down. If you're walking in God's strength by faith and embracing his promises, you're not going to falter. You know, it is one of the most treasured promises to God's children and all his word. He says it like, but now thus says the Lord, he created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name and you are mine. What a great promise that we can hold on to that. Say, man, I belong to God. Though my mother leave me, though my family leave me, though my friends leave me, I belong to God. And in order to make this promise our own, you know, we understand that setting of what happened in Israel. You see, I love talking about Jesus because no matter how bad you got it, hello, no matter how bad you got it, Christ is able to come in any situation and change it. Jesus Christ is a game changer. 
It doesn't matter what you're going through. In, in your life, think about it right now. Like, man, you don't understand. I got a... I, have people do things to me when I was at a younger age. You have no idea. When I was younger, I was beat by my parents. You have no idea. Uh, this happened to me. You have no idea. Don't matter. Man, you're just insensitive. It don't matter. Because once you get to know Jesus Christ and his power and his love, and you can understand that it surpasses everything that you will ever know, it's a game changer. It will change your life. I believe in a God who is awake this very moment and he's looking down. He's looking at every single person here and he's waiting for someone to respond. He's waiting for someone to say, man, you know what? I want to know this Jesus. This Jesus who died on the cross 2,000 years ago. Guess what? That happened. And it's not just words on a page. Listen to me tonight. It is not just words on a page. He is a person. He is a person, and he's not just some person. He's the God of the universe. As a matter of fact, he created the universe. He keeps it in motion. That same God is here tonight. Well, I, I don't see God. I, I, he's a spirit. You know, Halloween is coming up, and we're having another sermon series, and we're going to talk about purpose. But you know what? Halloween is coming up. It's so interesting to me that people around Halloween time get so involved or so interested on spirits and even demons. You know, Halloween comes up. They always come up with a new saw. What are they on? Saw 10 now? You know what I mean? They're coming up insidious like nine, whatever. You know, it's, it's like every time they, they always try to draw you in by something that's like spiritual that you can't understand. Think about it. It sells. It's scary enough. You'll go. Like, man, there's a, there's a floating baby in the air. How, how does that happen? Well, we're interested in it. You see, you don't know and you don't understand is that we are spirits. We are spiritual beings. Hello? We have flesh, right? And one day this flesh is going to rot. It's going to pass away. And our spirit will live on. And we'll go one or two places, heaven or hell. I believe that in this place. But you know what? Let's go back to that thought. Why are we so interested in the, in the spiritual? Literally, people would dress up as demons and it kind of scares us. And we all into those ghost stories and things like that. We're interested in it. But God made us spiritual beings and he created us with that, that hunger and that thirst to know him. And when it's, and it's put in the wrong way, when you invest your time looking in other things but God, I mean, you're wasting your time. And, and that's why you're here tonight to know this God, the God of the universe. Here it is. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob. He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name, and you are mine. What does that mean, redeemed? And this is where we're going to stay on. What does that word mean, redeemed? Man, uh, you know, growing up in the church, you know, you, you hear a lot of things that are said, and you just don't know why you do things, um, and you just get to do it. Um, I had the opportunity of living in a godly home where parents... They taught us the word. They taught us the word, and, and we, we loved God. And there came a point in time when in my high school years, I made the personal choice, not because mom and dad are going to church. I want Jesus. And I remember going up to those, those times of prayer like we had today, going up there and saying, man, God, I want you to touch my heart. I don't know how this is supposed to work, but God, I want you. And sometimes I go up there, and nothing happened. I'm thinking to myself, like, I didn't get goosebumps. I didn't. You know, I didn't start flying, you know. I, I don't know what you think, but I was like, man, nothing happened. And, and many times I would just come after God, jump after God. And 
And when I started understanding what the Bible was telling me, these times at the altar made much more sense. And that word redeemed, somebody say redeemed. That's a game changer. Because I believe here tonight, God's going to redeem some hearts. God's going to do the impossible. We're going to see miracles here tonight. We're going to see pains that have been caused by family. By loved ones broken off. We're going to see bitterness and anger for years on end be broken off. We're going to see depression fall off. We're going to see the chains of sin and perversion, anger be broken off. Not because I'm saying it, but because God is going to redeem some people here tonight. I just want to explain that that word redeem. And, and for some of you guys who know this, I mean, it's always good to know about it. Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, what was he doing when he did that? He was redeeming mankind. He was redeeming mankind. Why was he redeeming mankind? See, God interrupted your life. You were a slave to sin and you had no way out. You owed a debt you could not pay, not even partially, nor over time. You were bankrupt morally, ethically, and spiritually broke. But Christ showed up and redeemed you. That means he bought you back. See, sin, what it does is separates us from God, from knowing this loving God, this awesome God. Sin, it separates us. So you're without hope. But Jesus, when he died on the cross, he redeemed us. He bought us back and gave us hope. Now, how does, does everybody here have hope? Only those who call on the name of Jesus Christ. Redemption is one of the greatest doctrines, the greatest teachings in the Bible. And the more we know it, the better we can appreciate it, the better we can respond to God. Jesus Christ, he settled your debt. He paid the price you could not pay to set you free. I kind of want to go off the cuff here. It's not in my notes, but God is putting this on my heart. Could I have Vinny come on the keys for me, please? We're going to be wrapping up very soon. As a matter of fact, can I have some of the gentlemen come and help me out? We can move this right now. I don't need those notes anymore. Man, there's, there's some more things I had in my notes that I wanted to do, but God is really pushing this on my heart for tonight. Amen. Uh, I believe in a God who's alive and who speaks to people personally and individually. It's not a magic show. I don't have anything up my sleeves here. But God is saying, Adam, stop talking. Let them respond. All right. He's the boss, right? So this is what we're going to do, y'all. What are we responding to? What are we going to come up here for? We're going to have a time of prayer. And everybody's going to get a chance to pray. And prayer is that thing that helps you communicate to God. As a matter of fact, it's you talking to God. And I want to encourage you that you, maybe you've never prayed before. Maybe you don't know what to say. And maybe you may feel awkward. But God doesn't care about all that. He just cares about your heart. You don't have to sound like a pastor. You don't have to sound like the best prayer person in the world. No. Just God wants your heart. 
He wants your heart. That's all he was saying. He's like, Adam, I want their heart. Stop talking. I want their heart. I'm like, how do I do that? Stop talking. I want their heart. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. All right, so this is what we're going to do here tonight. And this is, doesn't happen all the time, but I want us to stand in closing. Praise God. Come on, you guys can stand to your feet for me, please. As a matter of fact, we can get the team up here, the worship team. You guys can come on up. We're going to close. this place this is what we're going to do we're going to make this time for prayer and and that's what we were doing here before when leaders came behind you and prayed we're going to have this one generic prayer and then we want everybody to respond and how god is leading you but we're going to leave these altars open and if you want to accept jesus christ for the first time go straight to it this god who loves you who died on the cross for your sins all the shameful things, all the things like, but there's no way he would love me after he knows I did that. Yes, he loves you. And he wants to forgive you of your sin, but you have to respond. You have to leave your chair tonight. You got to make a personal choice and decision, man. I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ tonight. Tonight. With all eyes closed and heads bowed in this place. Come on, God is making it very simple for everyone here. Do you want Jesus, yes or no? Come on, do you want to make it more than just words on a page? Do you want to just make it more than words on a screen? Do you want to make it more than words that we sing for karaoke? Do you want Jesus in your heart? Do you want to be forgiven of your sins? Do you want to have the embrace and the presence of an almighty God in your life? Come on, we're going to pray right now. With all eyes closed, God, I pray for every heart in this place. God, we thank you for changing the script on us. Come on, for all the first-time visitors here today, for all those who are backslidden, for all those who are ashamed of Christ, Christ is saying he's here for you. He wants you to know him. We want to pray for you. On the count of three, when I say three, if you're saying, man, I want Jesus Christ, I want to know him, I want to have a personal relationship with this God. We want you to come on up and we want you to experience Christ. And my 201 leaders, I want you guys to do exactly what we did in worship. Just come right behind them. Here we go, on the count of three. Because God wants our hearts. One, because there's power in this place to break the chains of sin. Two, because God always keeps his promises. He's always faithful. Three, come on up, come on up, come on up, leave your seat, leave your seat, come on up, in Jesus' name, come on up, in Jesus' name, Altars leaders to start laying hands. Wherever you would come in, 
one leaders start to specifically pray for first time visitors. Go ahead. God is here and he wants to do the once and for all breaking chains of sin breaking all this stuff so if I can have everybody who's up here at the front you guys can just back up because we want to make some space for people we're going to start praying for specifically some things and areas in your life that we believe God is going to break the chains and God is going to do something crazy in your life Let's start with this one first. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that if you were to die tonight, God forbid, if you were to die tonight, you would not be in heaven with God. You would not be in heaven with Jesus. Not everybody goes to heaven. But those who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that when they look on the cross, it's not just some necklace hanging from their neck. But they see their sin on that cross. Jesus died for me. I know it because I've accepted him in my heart and in my life. And he lives with me. And if you don't have that confidence tonight, if you never prayed, Jesus, come into my heart. If you've never prayed that before, we want to pray for you guys. We want to pray for you guys. All eyes closed here. Come on. If that's you. 
If that's you, you've never prayed, Jesus, come into my life. I want to accept you as Lord and Savior. Come on, I just want you guys to slip up your hand really quickly. Slip them up. Slip it up. If you've never prayed that before, come on, slip it up. Come on. Amen. Amen. You guys can put it down. This is what I'm going to do because I believe that God likes to put people in the spot and really do something awesome in their lives. And we're not doing it to embarrass you. But if you just raise your hand, we want you guys to come on up to the front here. Come on up. Come on, let's give it up for them. Come on, let's clap. They're taking the step of faith. Come on. Come on, you know you raised your hand. Come on, just come on up here. You want it or not, God, we're not going to force you. Here it is. Bring it in, guys. Bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in. Let me just have my 201 leaders, some guys and girls, just, just come behind them, amen? Just come behind them. And place the hand on your shoulder. Because I just want to keep it heart to heart here, guys. Jesus is the best thing that could ever happen into your life. Jesus Christ and knowing him. Amen. There's never going to be anything that comes close to knowing Jesus. Not no car. Not no relationship. Come on. Not even more money. Come on. Hey, listen. The only thing that will ever satisfy your life is Jesus. And right now you're making the personal choice to accept him as Lord and Savior. Those behind him, would you stretch your hands out forth as we pray for them. As I pray for you guys right here, I want you guys within your own heart. Come on, you can pray to yourself and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. Come on, as I pray for you guys, just pray that Jesus, we pray that in your power, in your might, Lord, you come and touch every single one of them in Jesus' name. Touch them, Lord. Forgive them of their sin. Change their life. Father, we pray for the power of Jesus, the power of God, the power that breaks the chains of sin. Come on, the power that breaks the curse of death to come over them in Jesus' name. And come on, those people who are here at the front. Come on, if you pray that prayer with me, I want you guys to lift your hands right now. Come on. Just lift your hands and start thanking them. Saying, God, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you died on the cross for me. take a couple more moments and we're no rush in this thing just thank him Some, sometimes you don't know what to say maybe you just be honest God I, I don't know where to start my life's a mess but if you'll take my mess and you give me life God I'll follow you God is willing to trade your mess and give you life and that's what's happening right now when you accept Jesus Christ you're getting life here today. Life in Jesus' name. Come on, I just want to pray for you right now, man. I just really want to encourage you right now. Come on, God knows everything that you go through. God knows everything that He goes, you go through. And it's not that He doesn't care. He just wants you to trust him, that he's got everything under control. Father, let's just lift him up in Jesus' name, God, that you just be with him right now, Father God, that he would know that you love him, that you work all things for his good. 
Come on, brother. This is your first time accepting Jesus in your life, and I want to tell you that God is for you. Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. Many, many men. If you guys are just accepted, you guys can keep on praying, but I'm going to ask you guys just to move back just a little bit. Isn't that awesome? God's in this place. Here's what we're going to do. All eyes closed. Come on. We don't want anybody to feel awkward. and We're going to pray for people here tonight. I'm just going to pray this prayer right now. Because what's going to happen now is going to require some faith. Yeah, amen. Father, I pray for the gift of faith to rise up in this place, Lord. We pray for the gift of faith. Sometimes it's hard to have it. So we pray, God, that you would give them the gift of faith to believe for what you're about to do here today. Come on. We receive it, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. If, if you are in this place, all eyes closed. If you're in this place, and we're going to pray specifically for these things, and don't be ashamed because God is wanting you to respond to this because... Trust me, he knows exactly what he's doing. If you're in this place and you struggle um, with feeling love, and specifically from family, if there's a whole bunch of family pain going on in your life, whether it's from your mom or your dad, your brother, your sister, and you've just been hurt by loved ones, see, some of the thing is very deceptive because we can sometimes think like, oh, that's always going to happen. But sometimes those things go a long way. Maybe you may not have the best of family, but man, you're suffering and you're struggling with all this pain and all this hurt. And what that's causing on the inside is bitterness and unforgiveness. And what God is saying is like, man, you can't have that in your heart because you'll never know what it's like to know me and, and fully know me. And God wants to set you free from that from that unforgiveness and that bitterness. Guys or girls, doesn't matter who you are. God wants to set you free from unforgiveness and bitterness. So if that's you in this place and you're saying, man, I, I just have some things in my heart that I haven't forgiven so-and-so and I'm bitter and, and I just, it's controlling my life. You know how bad it gets. There's no time to hide it. God is saying, man, I want to rip that off of you. If that's you, I want you to meet me here at this altar, and I want to pray for you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. No more hiding. Let's go. God is saying he's done with you, dealing with it. Right now, let's go. Doesn't matter if you come to church and you're a leader. Get up here. Let's go. Come on. Come on up. That unforgiveness and that bitterness, let me tell you what, God wants that out of your life. You know what he wants to do? He wants to fill you with his love. He wants to fill you with his peace. Not a peace that happens one day and it's gone the next. That every day when you wake up, you know that there is a father in heaven who looks down upon his son and his daughter and says, I am so madly in love with you. That every day you wake up, that the love of the Father would guard your heart and would guard your mind. And that every day you would know 
that God is for you. Come on, right now with all eyes closed, you're here in this place. If you responded, I want you to place your hand over your heart. Here it goes. Here it goes. In Jesus' name. Right now, Father, we pray for all the hurt. Come on. We pray for all the baggage. We pray for all the broken promises. We pray for all the broken relationships in Jesus' name to be broken off right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Right now. All the pain from family. All the bitterness. All the unforgiveness to be broken off. In Jesus' name. Right now. Be free. Be free. In Jesus' name. Be free. No more struggling. No more suffering. We pray for the love of the Father to overflow, to overpower. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Break it off, O oh Lord. Every person here. Every person here. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Here, I want you guys, if you responded, I want you guys to look up at me here. See, it's not easy responding to something like that because we don't want people knowing our business. But God says he's been knowing everything that goes on. Listen to me, y'all. Listen to me. Coming to God and surrendering your heart doesn't automatically change the, the situation that you may find yourself in. I want to be very honest. It doesn't always change the situation. But you know what it does change? How you see it. Because you've been looking at it through the eyes of hurt and pain. And you can't see nothing but just problems. And that's what causes that unforgiveness and that bitterness. But now, you've been set free from that. Now you see it through the love of the Father. Now you know that he loves you. You're not looking for any kind of love. God loves me. My father loves me. Oh. And now you can look at those situations and realize, maybe some of the things that are going down that are wrong, that are bad, maybe the things that have been done against you, you can realize, like, man, they don't have God. But now, you do. God wants to change your heart. And every time, listen to me, and every time you feel that thing coming back up there, you feel like, man, I, my father hasn't been in my life. I hate him. Man, my mother, she don't love me. I hate her. Whenever you feel those emotions, whenever you feel that coming back into your life, listen to me, it doesn't matter if it's family or friends, someone you trusted hurt your feelings. And that bitterness and that unforgiveness comes, I want you to stop what you're doing. Don't say a word. You don't have to defend yourself. God's got your back. You hear me tonight? God's got your back. And knowing that the Father in heaven has your back, you stop everything that you're doing and you talk with him. Like the good father, he'll give you that pep talk. Come here, son. What's going on? Man, man, dad, it's, it's hard. It's hard. The people around me, I just, I, I don't feel like I'm loved. I don't feel like I belong. You belong with me. I love you. Yeah, I know, God, but sometimes I want to see her from my family. Don't, wa don't worry about it. I'm taking care of that situation, but I want you to know right now that I got your back. You just got to remind yourselves 
The enemy wants to come back and remind you of everything that's happened wrong around you. And Jesus Christ wants to come back into your life and remind you of his love. It's broken off. You don't have to deal with it anymore. Depression, gone in Jesus' name. Amen? So keep that in your heart. What's happening here right now, it's broken off. You can go back to your family and say, man, I love you. Man, those relationships that were strained, I love you. Because now you know what true love is. That Christ laid down his life for us. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen, amen. We have have some more time. If you guys can do me the favor, if you guys are wanting to pray some more, you guys can just move it to this side. Some of our leaders want to pray for you. But I want to make space again here at these altars um, for the next group of people that we want to pray for. something that oh big surprise here we go perversion hello perversion God wants to set us free from addictions strongholds in our life there's no shame in that are you youth pastor sex outside of marriage going to church Looking at pornography, God changed my life. I tell you what, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Hello. All across this place with eyes closed. Here we go. Father, we pray that you would, Father, take the shame away right now, Jesus. Father, we know how sensitive and how maybe even disgraceful and ugly this can look on the outside. But God, we know the pain that is happening on the inside. Father, we know these strongholds. We know the addictions that are happening, God. For a generation, God, that that has leaders, that that have people that that are flaunting, Father God, that have the example of what it is not to live for you. It puts you first to save themselves from marriage, perversion, pornography, sex outside of marriage, homosexuality. Father, we pray, God, that you take the shame off from people right now so they can respond right now. God is here and God is saying, young person, young lady, young man, you don't have to be ashamed anymore. He's going to come and he's going to change your life. And if that's you, I want you to come up to the front. Come on. Come on. Who's, who's serious this time? Who's saying, man, I don't want to give in to it anymore? I'm not giving in to the devil's lies. Uh-uh, I'm done with it. Come on. Let me have some of my 201 leaders, some of the men come around, these young men. give you time to respond. Perversion is not only something for the men, but we know that it affects men and women alike.
I just, I just want to have these young men who are up here. I just want you guys to just take a pause and just look up at me for a second. Really quickly, just look up at me. See, here's the thing about perversion and, and things of that sort. It, it doesn't feel right. It's a shame. We want no one to know about it. But God, he knows. And what God is saying right now, God is saying he wants to make you whole reason why you go to those things is because you're feeling empty. God wants to make you whole. He wants to restore your virginity. He wants to restore your purity. He wants to present you as whole. If I'm looking at all fellas here so that one day fellas, one day fellas, when you walk down that aisle and you get to ask that special young lady, will you marry me? You get the I do's. God's going to set you loose. But until then, he's cleaning you and he's making you whole. Amen. Come on, let's just pray right now. Father, we pray in Jesus' name, God, for every young man right here in Jesus' name, that, God, you make them whole. Father, you break the chains of sin in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, every lie of the devil, Father God, every perverse thought be broken off and come under the thought of Jesus Christ. Come under the power of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, pray for you too. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Perversion be broken off. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray, Father, for their thoughts to be holy, to be pure. Present them as whole. Father, take away the shame and the guilt. Restore their purity. Remind them of their first love in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Young man, if I can get your attention one more time, I just want to give you this, this tidbit that my pastor gives me that I, I, I love. And, and for the entire congregation, guys and girls, temptation comes, it starts in the mind. Hello? It starts up here, all right? And if you don't check it there, it then begins to manifest. Whether you are doing things with yourself or whether then you take that to the next level and involve a young lady. But it starts in your mind. Whenever you feel your thoughts going back to a place where you know God doesn't like, check your mind. If you fall into sin, get back and pray to God. God, forgive me of my sin. I never want to do that. Let the Lord convict your heart. That's good. He reminds you of exactly like stay away from that. Because I'll tell you what, see, if the enemy can take your purity, if the enemy can take your, how you present yourself, you'll be shamed. You won't want to come to God. You won't want to pray. Because you'll look at your life and you'll base your life off of works. And that's what sin does. It twists your mind. It perverts how you see God. So whenever you see that fine young lady walking by, you say, oh, check your eyes. It's called keeping your eyes bouncing. Hello, watch, watch me, all right? 
check it out. There's this young lady right here that she's wearing pretty much like, oh my gosh, like just a bikini and I don't know, whatever. So like, oh, you got to look over here. And there's another one. Oh, you got to look over here. Bounce your eyes, fellas. Hello. Okay, don't be looking and staring like I'm going to bounce my eyes in 10 seconds. That's not happening, y'all. Guard yourself. Guard what you watch. It's not only just in public, but what you do in private. If you know that some shows are causing you temptation, like if even if it's just someone walking in and, and they're in a, a towel or whatever, and that causes your mind to go the next level, cut that out. Cut it out in a heartbeat. Stop. You got to, okay, I can't watch that because, man, you know what? I, it's just, it, it provokes my mind to different things. Hello? Be smart about it. The enemy, he's going to try to tempt you however in any way. Let your eyes bounce. And if you're riding with your friends and like, man, why are you looking? Because I'm bouncing my eyes, player. I'm trying to live for God. That's all right. You may look silly for a little bit, but God's, he's, he's, he's changing your heart. He's making you whole. Amen. So that one day when that special young lady comes on, you'll be like, Lord, I want that one in Jesus' name. Yep. Come on now. Hello. Hello. So amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. If you all could, let's just hold hands all across this place. And we're going to close out the night fellowshipping. Amen, 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 amen. I love prayer. I love Jesus. Amen. Listen, guys, when we close up this place and we leave and we go home, God doesn't leave you. It's not like this is where he lives and you got to come back to the church. Bro, you can go home, go in your room in the midst of everything around you, close the door and pray to God and God will meet you there. Isn't that awesome? Look, see right here my man Steve? Steve, go ahead and wave your hand. Bro. See, even though Steve is a leader here, he can go back home and he can pray. He doesn't have special privileges because he's a leader. You see? Isis, go ahead and wave your hand. Okay. If she goes back home and she prays, God's going to meet with her. Just remember that. And let's just hold hands and let's, let's pray our way out of here. God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your power, for your grace. And we thank you for showing up and touching people's hearts. God, we pray that what you did here, God, we seal it in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray just that these students, these youth, everyone here, Father God, will know that this week their life is changed. Encourage them by your spirit. God, guard their hearts from the lies of the enemy, saying that was worth nothing. Nothing happened. But God, remind them that you're for them, that you're changing their life, that they're no longer their own, but that they belong to you. Commend everybody to you, Lord. We give them in your hands. We leave them in your hands. In Jesus' name, we pray. Come on, and somebody said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise if he's good. Come on and give your neighbor a high five. We're going to hang out for a little bit. DJ, would you play that track for me, please? Redeem humanity was the intention Some think he only gave a moral lesson But 
mind if you believe that You're missing the point like running out sentences I, After I die, be resurrected My family will be chilling in the sky like the Jetsons So I buy my head for the meal Thank God for his provision Reminded this ain't the only bread that I need for living Boy, that sin you living isn't freedom That's prison trapped by your own conviction Reminded the clock's ticking off Through many years of rebelling Hearts growing cold as a blizzard Only the gospel could melt them So many rappers be using his name in vain Talking how you keep it real You kidding? What you mean? You talking how you flipping money Plus you getting green When you laid up in them pine box Time stops it seems You wanna live fast Die young You dummy Live wise Die ready Whenever the moment comes The power of life and death Reside in the tongue So we using every breath To lift up the name of the sun I, I came to lift them all high And can't nobody tell me different And if faith coming through hearing Well, I hope all of y'all listen up I came to lift them all high, all high. And can't nobody tell me different uh, And if faith coming through hearing Found in the truth, drinking living water like the fountain of youth. Woo. Forever young, I live eternal. People are gon' burn you when they do. Tell me who you turn to. Living horizontal, look vertical. Men hold on, eyes forward, stand tall. No urinal. Man is a servant who died to himself, put his pride in a funeral. Baby, with no tombstone, I speak the truth. But y'all don't wanna listen. The souls to be won, so I say let's go get them. They talking about cards when I say I go fishing. I still hate religion. Why you think I'm a Christian. They want to know the difference. The peace between God's been broke from my sinning. Religion is man using his good deeds, trying to close the distance, but we can never reach him. Only Jesus came to get us in. I came to lift them all high, and can't nobody tell me different. And if faith coming through hearing, well, I hope all of y'all listen. Uh, I came to lift them all high, and can't nobody tell me different. And if faith coming through hearing, So you don't wanna mess up Now you're stressed, huh? Try your best, but Why it never seems enough to impress them And you just wanna hear him say good job Instead of get a good job So tell me, where is your rest, huh? The parents feel strange too Cause they named you And they got the responsibilities to raise you If you turn out like a demon instead of an angel Then they be catching the flame For bringing the family shame When kids have kids They run and abandon Others stick around, model broken examples Nobody's hands is and sometimes this life's got more questions than answers. I feel the pressure, yeah. 
I never 